Hi there. Welcome back to C3 Central Cities podcast. This week, it's called Seven Essential Steps to Successful Business Projects. Although there's no magic bullet to transform your business into a successful powerhouse, I have witnessed similarities among those that grow most profitably. And what they have in common is the process steps of their business projects. Why not compare your own to the elements as I talk about them and see how good yours really are? I'm going to share my seven secrets to managing a successful business project. And at first view, you might think that they're rather basic. They are. But can you confirm that you have them for every project you run? If not, then they're worth checking out and they will be useful to you whether you are just starting out or are looking to take your business to the next level. Number one, a support team. As is often said to motivate us when we're exercising or trying to exercise more, change is more fun when there's more than one. But this quote is relevant for businesses too. No one ever changed a company, let alone its culture, by working alone. Therefore, start by gathering together a group of like-minded people as your support team. Now, if you're a solopreneur like I am, then this is even more important, if not vital, to your success. You must have a sounding board to share ideas and get differing perspectives. People you can meet for a coffee or lunch so you don't spend your days in your home office, behind your desk or in front of your computer. Social media and Facebook groups are great for daily connections, but nothing beats the more intimate face-to-face discussions a personal meeting provides. So make sure you include two or three of them in your weekly agenda, starting this week. If you work in a corporation, no matter its size, choosing the right group of team members will ensure that you have support to bring about the required improvements. Internal change is more a culture than a process challenge, so a team made up of members across the different departments will provide you with the necessary support. And what I said about face-to-face meetings applies to you corporate slaves too. Don't always take a coffee or go to lunch with your team or the same group of people every day. Take the opportunity to discuss with people you don't normally come into contact with in your daily working lives. They're likely to be in different departments and therefore they'll have new ideas and perspectives that they would love to share with you. Number two, a plan. I know, most of us don't like planning, we like action. I'm with you there. But it is a necessary evil, even vital for success. As Alan Lakin, the writer of several self-help books on time management, is famously quoted as saying, failing to plan is planning to fail. The content of a plan will obviously depend upon the objectives, but at a minimum, it should include details about the problem, the objectives and desired outcome or changes, the team members and their needed experience, others who need to be involved and or at least informed, the suggested approach, the information needed in order to make the change, external support that is needed, if any, and why. 
Time and budget resources available, or limitations. That's more like it these days, isn't it? And any barriers or risks that need or could impact or restrict implementation. Now, if any of these components are lacking or incomplete, then the project should not be started, nor any changes implemented. Insufficient execution and support is one of the main reasons why projects fail. 3. Management support Project success is always dependent upon gaining buy-in in one way or another, whether from management, key stakeholders or even the whole organisation. This will only be possible if the project is seen as a company rather than a departmental or even worse individual initiative. This is why all the components of the plan as I've just mentioned are so important. Any change is likely to meet with some resistance, that's only human. We're creatures of habit who prefer to stay in our comfort zones. In fact, the brain actively avoids anything which could destabilise our current position, whether good or bad. We will only change when we are either forced to, which is not good, or agree to, which is good, because we see the outcome as positive, ideally for ourselves. Therefore, management must explain what benefits are in the project for each employee, not just for themselves, the team or even worse, the shareholders. 4. A project management system In line with creating a plan, you must have a way to identify milestones and follow project progression. Therefore, you need some sort of system to record and share progress with everyone concerned. Now, the platform you use can be as simple or as complex as you like, but should be appropriate for the complexity of the project itself. No point in buying a sophisticated project management system if it could be summarised in a simple spreadsheet, Gantt chart or with a few online tools such as Microsoft Project, Zoho Projects, Gantt Project or Asana. Horses for courses is what's important here. In other words, match the system to the project and not the other way around. Whatever you choose, it should be easily accessible, visual informative, user-friendly and as intuitive as possible. If it isn't, it won't get used. It's as simple as that. 5. Launch following. Since most projects will have an end or launch date when it goes live, it is a good idea to make everyone aware of it. A celebration of some sort is useful for gaining both awareness and excitement around the project launch. If you've not been very successful at getting company-wide support for your project, then this becomes even more important. The event will give you the opportunity to improve understanding and encourage everyone to get behind the launch. Hopefully, you will have already developed a logo and a catchy phrase for the project and can now use them under your email signature or on posters and newsletters to announce the launch. 
and don't think that you can get away with a single go live event. It's totally insufficient. To gain maximum awareness and support, it needs to be followed up with further occasions to celebrate additional milestones, such as meeting different targets for adoption, distribution and the like. One added benefit of such follow-up events is that they remind all employees that this project is ongoing and therefore warrants their attention, if only to ensure that they understand what it's all about should anyone ask. It also enables people to use their own language and vocabulary to integrate it into their own projects, which is essential for long-lasting impact. 6. Best Practice Improvements As well as these regular follow-up events, it is important to frequently track the current situation of the project rollout. This ensures that any deviation from the plan is quickly identified and corrective actions taken. This also helps in improving the original plan by pinpointing any areas that need additional steps or enhancements. It will also guarantee continual involvement by everyone, since they will see that they have the chance to suggest changes. In this way, employees who were not involved in the original project do not feel it mandatory to execute it as specified, when they know things could be improved. They will also feel concerned about the project's success rather than excluded and will be more likely to give you their ongoing support. 7. Documentation As with planning, documentation during and especially after the project is completed will align everyone behind it. By opening each step to commentary and even criticism ensures greater buy-in but also increases the chance of an optimised execution. Of course, this doesn't mean that you have to accept every solution and constantly make changes that would spell disaster for any project. But being open to listening to ideas ensures that you and the team don't miss any points which were not at first known. I remember developing a business project process for a global CPG client which unearthed three other projects that would impact ours, but of which the team had no idea. By identifying connections between the various projects, we were able to both increase the impact of our own project as well as acquire additional support from the other teams on many parts of it as well. So, these are the seven essential steps to a successful outcome of any plan. Of course, they are by necessity pretty general in nature, but you would be surprised how many organisations forget one or more of these basics. Do you? Have I myself forgotten one? If so, then I'd love to hear what you would add. Just go on to our blog and add a comment or drop me an email at info at c3centricity.com and I will respond personally by return. If you'd like help with your own projects or your team could do with training in one of the areas that I've mentioned, then please do go onto our website c3centricity.com and check out our range of one-day catalyst training sessions. You can also download brochures about each of them and then contact me for more details. 
Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Bye for now.